And that's the way you make sure you keep the superfluous people under control. You slaughter them. Are you all ready for this revolution? And I am a revolutionary. You're going to have to say that I am a proletarian. I am the people. The people are going to have to stand up against the pig. That's what the Panthers are doing. That's do what the Panthers are doing all over the world. those brothers and sisters? No! So don't let fear divide us. Keep our eyes on the prize. So let me be clear. We as a country, black, white, Asian, Native American, young, seasoned, Muslim, Christian, Jew, Gentile, atheist, all of us together, all of us together, all of us together. Racialized oppression and dehumanization are woven into the very fabric of our nation. People sometimes forget that love Get on the love train is at the root of our resistance. theory a podcast where we look at politics and pop culture from america and around the world and uh, just try to make the best we can of it how are you guys hi hi i fucked that up didn't i i'm skylar i'm alina all right the fuck up's been fixed how's it going how was your uh how was your week Fun. Did you enjoy enjoy our vacation? I did. Two weeks in, we need a vacation. This these new cycles are ridiculous. Well, there's not really much to say on that. It's really explains itself. Did you enjoy four twenty? Yeah, I uh, I did. Four twenty was fun. That's uh. That's really why the podcast didn't get done. I was just too high. <laughs> I was stuck on the couch. Hey, hey try to talk more. more. This way? Like, we don't have to whisper. Oh, okay. Like, talking to the mic like normal. Okay. Because yeah. the listeners are here with us. The listener is is listening. Ah, uh, okay. You know. Think we're about talking it. to each other, but in front of an audience. You know, I there's um, a... Well, many, many people make this point, but like with um, debates, like the purpose of a debate is so that people see it, you know, like two presidential candidates up on stage fucking railing at each other. It doesn't mean shit if there's nobody watching. Uh, I so any, any debate is really <laughs> like that. Any kind of argument is really, it's like that. Like the chances that you change somebody's mind are very low. Even especially now, like if you're if you're armed with facts and knowledge, like there's people out there that just deliberately want to, um, they just want to throw you off. They just want to make you flustered. They want to make you angry. 
they don't really give a shit about arguing um, arguing a position on its merits. I can see that. But... No, there, there's an interesting essay. It's attributed to Karl Rove. And um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he actually wrote it or not, but it's called uh, Tips for Comper- Conservative Bloggers. So... The whole the whole premise of this essay just basically outlines how conservative bloggers should uh, construct their arguments and deal with flack, and it's basically oh. like just don't don't worry about arguing the facts, <laughs> just make them run around in circles and tire themselves out until they don't they don't have the energy to fight back and protest, you know. And that's I mean, we've been seeing that in action, not just in conservative blogging, but in like general conservative politics to a degree it's it's pretty disgusting it's just kind of like a ring not ring around the rosy but like a carousel you're just going around and around well you would like a dog chasing their tail that's kind of yes. what comes to my mind um it they keep us exhausted you know that's why all the the fucking ridiculous trump headlines and quotes like I, I, I try to not get outraged over what the orange man said today, or any day really. You know, um, there's there's plenty of time for that. But he's just a senile old man. We've been over this on the pod before. He he just he's grandpa yelling at the television. He is. But now I mean he's. Sometimes I think that he says ridiculous shit in a calculated way. Oh, of course. Like he's distracting from stuff. I guess there was a story. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. I think it was in Reuters. But uh, Trump owes a lot of money to Chinese uh, China's central bank, their state bank. Really. Yeah, and his loans are coming due pretty soon. And uh, I think I saw. I don't remember where, but I saw this article about like Trump and the Trump and the family is going to get sued. Something probably with money, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm sure that but Trump and the Trump family and the the Trump Foundation and the the, the Trump Organization or whatever. They, there's all these different fucking groups. It's all it's all a bunch of bullshit. And they're constantly being sued by people. They're constantly getting sued. Like Trump's whole business attitude. Um, before he was president and while, still while he's president, it's just to stiff people. Uh, before he was president, this was like during the campaign this was brought up that they, there were a bunch of contract workers and people that had worked on uh, his properties that he just flat out not paid. He just didn't pay me. He just fucking stiff him like, fuck you, sue me. Wow. Because, of, you know, if you're rich, you, uh, you have the, the resources to drag out a court case and make it more expensive for the other party, you know. You can really exhaust, you know, like fucking Joe Brown Construction Company that comes in and builds whatever couple bathrooms in a, you know, they do some renovations for the Trump Hotel. They don't have the resources to fight a a billion dollar corporation in court. They just have to eat the loss. And that's basically how Trump operated, and he's still operating that way. Um, there, this is in the headlines again. He hasn't paid uh, what is it, El Paso, El Paso, I'm Texas. Sure. He owes them like half a million dollars for wow. uh, for his rallies for security and and stuff like that. 
they provide police you know they they provide public workers to 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 staff the the rallies and events like that hmm. and he just he, eh, fuck it I'm not gonna pay him and he's gonna get away with it but of course right because I mean Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell have shown Trump and everybody else in America that he can do whatever the fuck he wants and as long as uh the people in the cabal room smoking their cigars are happy and making money and you know their islands aren't under any sort of um scrutiny or siege and they just they have their pedophile rooms and all that stuff they're 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 gucci it's all good so you know fuck the rest of it we get covid or we starve or you know yeah get killed by some fucking lunatic carrying a uh, a semi-automatic rifle to the state capitol to protest so that he can't get his fucking beard trimmed. He had... How about some of that shit? He had a semi-automatic weapon. Like, it's just... So, I, I believe... I haven't gone back through the archives uh, of the Cabal Theory Pod, but I do believe on the first episode we discussed that they were means-testing this whole send people back to work even though they're, you know, we have this terribly infectious disease spreading and killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, there was some immediate backlash to the idea. So just, just, just like I said, they were means testing it. They kind of like give you a droplet of it, see how people react, and then they take that back and they work on it. So, so here's what they came up with: they're, um, they're gonna run these protesters out. They're gonna, they're gonna pay these people. They're gonna organize. Uh, on social media and find a you know 50 something year old boomers Karens get them all to come out and walk around because they can't get a haircut I fucking hated Karens when I was in retail well as far as those protests go I, I feel like the talking points are, are kind of convoluted um, is are they saying it's a hoax and it's not a problem or it's just the flu is the one I see a lot? It's not the flu. Um, it's SARS. Yeah. But these protesters are just, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know if they're, if they're idiots, if they're getting paid, if they just have too much time on their hands. Uh, I know that they're wrong. I can say that. They're wrong. Oh, Yeah. Did you see the video of the guy? Um, I don't know where he was. He was at one of these protests, and he was just going around. He had, like, his camera phone, and he was, he's, well, fuck you, and fuck you, and just going up to every every <laughs> one of them as they were walking around in their circle. No. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It was, it was pretty good. A few people, like, tried to get, like, confrontational with him and get in his face, and he just held his ground. You could almost hear his smile as he was telling people, fuck you, fuck you, you're an idiot, <laughs> you're a dipshit. It was it was good. Yeah. The ball's on that guy, man. I appreciate that. Hmm. Appreciate that. Well, what was it? I think Georgia opened yesterday. It's not going to last. No. Because it was... The nail techs, tattoo artists, bowling alleys, people who have to work and can't not wait for unemployment are the people that had to go back. That was a big thing I when I was looking into it. 
Well, I mean, this is just, a, it's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. And, you know, obviously uh, the federal government is not doing a very good job of taking care of the people. Mm. Uh, we just saw another stimulus bill pass. Yes. Again, mostly a giveaway for the ultra wealthy. <laughs> Go figure. We are seeing the looting of America right before your eyes, you know. It's been 50 years of this. This is the mm. culmination. They know this might be their last chance. You know, even even Joe Biden, when he was get, when he when Joe Biden said the 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 things won't you know nothing will fundamentally change. Everybody's heard that. Everybody's read that. Yeah. Nothing will fundamentally. What he said after that was that this kind of inequality that we are living in breeds talk of revolution. And Joe Biden is is not pro revolution. You know, he's pro status quo. Not you know, not to get all into the election just yet, but you know, he knows it. They know it. They know what's up. They know what's coming their way if if they don't play their cards perfectly. Well, it's all one party, like you said. Well, they got they they they're holding like do seven off suit, mm. and then and they're shoving all in. Because they know, because they know they can they can lie, cheat, and steal. Mostly lie. They can lie and lie and lie, and people will believe them. People will believe the liars, just to spite the quote unquote other side. Like they'll they'll they know that these people lie to their faces, and they just they believe them out of spite for who they see as their political rivals. And I'm I'm talking about voters. I'm talking about I'm talking about well, I can think of a couple people in particular that li- that will <laughs> listen to this podcast that fit this description. Um I will not name you. You know who you are. Actually, no. You probably don't know who you are. But that's okay. Keep listening. Keep reading, you know. Let's talk about something else. We just watched. Uh, we watched No Country for Old Men. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I think this was my first time, and it was very intense. <laughs> That's kind of my general feeling of it, but very good. It's one of those I, I've seen like I don't know, ten to twenty times somewhere in there. I, I love that movie. Um, no Country for Old Men, 2007, uh, Coen Brothers film, Coen Brothers are excellent, uh, they wrote it, directed it, produced it, you know, they're, they got their, they got their fingers all over it, um, but that's just all around, great, great movie, great movie, the whole no score thing always gets me, there's no music in that movie, you know, if, if you never notice, go back, watch it again. There's there's no music. It, that, I think that that's what made it real. It's wild. <laughs> it's it, it's very not normal as well, far as movies go. I guess not, yeah, not normal for movies, but normal for almost everyday life. Well, shit, we all, we all got headphones. But naturally, there's no music playing 24-7. In our lives. <clears throat> you, ever, you ever see that Family Guy? 
Maybe yeah. like Peter gets a genie or something, and he wishes that he had a a theme band fo- to follow him around. <laughs> I have not. Yeah. I have to watch that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um. No, oh man. I and that guy, the guy that plays the 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 killer Anton Chigurh, his name Bardem. is uh, it's Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. I think at the time of that he just he kind of came out of obscurity and landed that role and he ended up winning the Oscar. Well, it, he's a bigger Spanish actor. Yeah, and and since that movie, I I don't know if he's done anything like it. He do, does a lot of like rom-coms and chick flicks. Cuz mm-hmm. under that stupid wig that he wore <laughs> in that movie, um, Gorgeous he, head of hair. He's actually, yeah, he's a good-looking dude. I read somewhere they like they specifically they found that wig in like a thrift store and they uh, and they thought it made him look pretty crazy, so they used that one. It is a terrible look, but I guess uh, I don't even think that's true to 1980. Well, he's supposed to be crazy. What's it? Well, I don't I don't think he's supposed to be crazy. Well, I don't I yeah. think he's crazy. He, he's principled. You know, he, he, the whole coin toss thing. That's. I, I think it's all biblical. I think it's a biblical story mostly. Um, at the end when, when, um, Sheriff Tommy Lee Jones goes to see his cousin out there, he goes to see Cletus or whoever, you know, whoever that is, crazy cat man. And he tells him, uh, Cletus tells him, you know, the world the world ain't going to wait for you. You shouldn't think it should. That's vanity. You know, that's straight out of the Bible. Mm. Not that I would know anything about the Bible, but I, I, don't I believe know. it is. Well, the other movie you're telling me, it's for about, or based on Homer's Odyssey. Oh, the uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It's another Coen yes. Brothers film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not... I think the Odyssey predates the Bible. Yeah, it does yeah. Yeah, that's that's Greek thought. That's Greek, right? I think so. I think that was off the yeah. top of my head. Yeah. Homer was. Uh, I'm pretty sure Homer was Greek. I I mix up my Greeks and my Romans. I'm not too much of a, a history buff. Pre, you know, back in. I'm not much of a history buff at all, I guess. I know what I know. <laughs> I know some things. I don't know other things. You know, what do you want? I'm only a man. <laughs> well. But yeah, I mean, the point of that movie, to me, the way, what I take away from that film is that death is inevitable, and there's no point really focusing too much on end of life. You just you just got to go and take the steps you're going to take because things are just going to happen. Yeah. I, I think, personally on my beliefs, I think death shouldn't be taboo. It's not. It's a normal thing. It's okay to talk about it. Under, try to understand it because then... I see. I don't. I don't really think that's that's not necessarily the direction it's going in. I see no, like everybody yes. gets choices in the movie. So yes. like the, the, the Josh Brolin's character, Luella Mossy, finds the money and he he chooses to take it. He chooses to follow the other blood trail in the beginning. Um, you know, the the guy in the gas station gets to call the coin, 
But then there are other characters in the movie that don't necessarily like they make a choice that's unrelated to whether or not they're going to live or die, at least directly. Mm. Like uh, the, the the coin toss guy in the gas station. Best scene in the movie. Best scene in the movie. Um, you know, he gets to call the coin toss, and he's sort of Anton Chigurh, Javier Bardem there makes it apparent to him. At least he makes it apparent to the viewer what's going on here, and the man is clearly scared. But when he's later in the film, he's got the what is it, it's like a uh, the Ford Bronco or something. He's driving and it breaks down. He puts the hood up on the highway, and the guy with the chicken truck stops to help him. Like that guy made a different kind of choice. He made a choice to stop and help somebody, and that ends up getting him killed. Like, yeah, I. S- I see that now. I don't. I don't really know if there's an underlying meaning there beyond. It, it really is just kind of all chance. Some of us. Some of us have good days, and some of us are not so lucky. Yeah. Chance. Good flick, though. Definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. gives Gives me massive anxiety, and I and I love the giant suppressed shotgun. That's just cool. You gotta love that. Josh Brolin is an excellent actor. He's been in some other good stuff. I love the way he portrays uh, George W. Bush in W. I think we started that and we didn't finish it. We don't finish in a lot of movies. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, the Brolin as George W. Bush is just, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm the decider. Jesus. Do you remember much of the Bush years? I don't. I think I was too young. Young. I remember that. That's where it all started. That's where the shit all started. Well, okay. Let me take... In my lifetime, that's where it got noticeably worse. I don't know if that's where it started. I, you could go back to Lyndon Johnson or Nixon or, I, God, before them. Who knows? Um, shit's been fucked up in America f- since the beginning. So, hmm. that just, it, it is what it is. I think I became aware of it, I think, during Obama. Aware of what? Like, just how fucked up it all is. It, that's when it started to kind of show in my life. Sure. Um, the Obama years, it was very much... Um, he he was very much a spokesperson for like the mega banks. Mm. His administration was completely operated by uh, like Goldman Sachs. Basically, it was like a whole shitload of Goldman Sachs execs working in the federal government. Um, who was his? Uh, Treasury Secretary. Who the fuck was that little rat-faced um, Geithner? Timothy Geithner, I think was his name. Uh, they're they're all fucking shit. All you, you could look at you could look at Tim Geithner and you can compare him to Steve Mnuchin. I mean, Steve Mnuchin doesn't have a chin and he kind of <laughs> talks a bit like this. Well, but you, you, fuck, I'll tell you what. You can make fun of fucking Steve Mnuchin, Steve 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 Mnuchin and his fucking chinless face all you want. That guy is slammed more fucking ass than any of us. 
because he's got billions of fucking dollars and he's one of the guys smoking cigars in the room that we're talking about. You know, these these, these are the masters of the world. I bet Cuban he goes cigars. to Davos. What? I bet he goes to Davos. Maybe smoking Cuban cigars. Probably. Probably. They're pretty good. I wouldn't know. No, I, I, not much of a cigar smoker. I do like tobacco, but not cigars. My dad got me into cigars. He used to smoke them when I was young. I don't... I'll stick with my vape, <laughs> as long as it's still allowed. If Big Brother wants to step in and, you know, take my vape away from me, that's fine. You know, whatever. I'll just... Just give me the fucking nicotine in a syringe. I'll, I'll fucking intravenously use nicotine at this point. You know, you want to... Well, fuck it. You're going to take away the vapes? It'd be better than smoking cigarettes. That's true. Okay. So what did the orange man say this week? He had a couple things. One thing was... One day he was approved, or he was approving of Georgia reopening him and the VP, and the next day he said he doesn't approve it. He, did he? Did he say he never said that? No. Or did he? I think he just was like, "No, I don't approve it." You we, for, we got moth infestation. Ugh, I don't disgusting. know. It's like the hottest fucking April on record. We're just moths everywhere. They're just driving me fucking crazy. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just they're all over the fucking place with this. Yeah. 100 degree April, and fucking. Mm. All right, sorry. Yeah, so um, uh, Trump said one thing. Uh, there was backlash, and then he said he didn't say it or he disagrees with it. There's a whole subreddit on Reddit that I just. I try not to spend that much time on Reddit because it's really easy to get lost in like circle jerk echo chambers on there and where everybody validates each other's ideas and, and nothing gets accomplished. But um, there is a subreddit called Trump Criticizes Trump and it is fucking wonderful. <laughs> These people, they dig through his Twitter history because, you know, Grandpa yelling at the TV, he's had Twitter for years and he's been up there fucking, he was yelling at the TV about Obama and, and this and that and fucking, basically Obama. He just didn't like the black president. You know, Trump is a fucking bigot. Um, but uh, the, the these people go back through Trump's tweets and... <laughs> And they find, you know, where he's criticizing old ideas or, you know, just basic hypocrisy. They point out the hypocrisy. That's really the, the word I was looking for. And it's just astounding because the golden rule on that subreddit is that there is a tweet for everything. There's a tweet for everything. I'm not shocked. And sometimes it doesn't take more than a couple of days. Wow. Or one day in this case. Yeah, less than twenty-four hours. But you know, like I said earlier, they're they're means testing this whole um, reopen the economy, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, it's not safe. It's not safe. It's not gonna be safe until we have a vaccine. Yeah. You can't. You still can't get tested. You know the Democrats were. I was watching um, on YouTube like a live feed of the 
whatever House committee was was voting to move along this stimulus bill and it was just one after another just democratic congress members just grandstanding getting their getting their 30 second sound bites in about how they fought for this or they fought for that we got this in the but we got uh, you know unemployment benefits in the package we got you know this for working people we got small business loans uh, we're gonna, you know, send more money to the small business loan fund, which that's a story from last week we didn't get to cover. They, they ran out of money, um, you know, because somehow Ruth Chris is getting millions of dollars from that. But I mean, whatever the fuck, they're a small business, of course. Um, but but, yeah. but that's just not it's not the point. It's still, they they've the the Republicans in the Senate are they they make these asinine demands. They want to loot the taxpayer um loot as much taxpayer money for their for their personal bank accounts as possible with no oversight and um the the democrats are they're not showing their teeth you know they're they're just they're just caving they just give in basically to whatever the republicans want and they get thrown a bone every now and then they get a little bit of they're gonna get some oversight over uh, how the money gets distributed, but I got I got bad news. That doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Just because the House is going to have some oversight over this the stimulus money means nothing. Because it the way that the American government is set up in the Constitution, it's the executive branch headed by the president that executes the laws. So. Congress writes the laws, and then the president and the people that work under him, like in the, in the secretaries of all the different departments and on down, the people that work in the executive branch are the ones that are that quote unquote execute those laws. So, Congress sends over a bill to the president, and he signs it, uh, and they're supposed to appropriate X amount of dollars for this, and there's a congressional oversight panel. Uh, that congressional panel doesn't necessarily have any power. You know, the president can still just say, well, get the fuck out of here. You know, we're not going to show you shit. You don't have to know anything. Because it's it's up to Trump and the, you know, and his masters how the, um, how that law gets executed. Does that make sense? Is that, are you it following does. me here? Yeah. They, they can basically tell, go, tell Congress to go pound sand. Well. And there's nothing. There's nothing we could do about it because, um, well, excuse me. There is. There are things we can do about it, and it involves mass organization and protest, mm-hmm. and and that would be very hard given the pandemic, you know. And that that's a real fucking problem. The good news is that it seems that people are kind of waking up. It seems that people yeah. are waking up in mass, which is fucking brilliant. Um, the protesting in front of the White House was they were driving down the streets, honking their horns and holding signs. What, pro-Trump or anti-Trump? Anti. Or both? Probably anti. both, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one that, yeah. He, um, I mean, believe it or not, those protesters are out there pretty much every day. Yeah. But they always are, too. You know, <laughs> you know it just depends on which day they want to show it in the New York Times. No, it's a it's a mess. We're living in hell world, and they're gonna what? I I don't know. I haven't looked into the numbers on this stimulus bill. I know the last stimulus bill, um, 
it was supposed to be $1,200 per person, but the way the math works out, the total amount of money works out to like $16,000 per American that they, like they're basically taking a loan out uh, against our future tax payments uh-huh. to fund that. Which is kind of like, which is kind of, whatever, the Fed's just going to fucking print more money. That's what they, they're just, you know, that's a, like a different room full of guys with cigars making decisions. And they're just going to fucking print a shitload of money and. There you go. And none of it will go to help working people. They we're all, they could care less if we die in the street. Yeah. And, 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 and that became obvious. I would hope um, when Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem, you know, I think that's when it became obvious that um, they could care less if we die in the street. No. It's very sad. And any, you know, the people that try to that speak out, man, they, bad things happen to them. Um, I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick. It's, I mean, it, the totality of it and the effects on his life may not be a bad thing in, in you know, in total, but, you know, somebody that goes to the NFL, somebody that's a professional football player, um, generally that's like a dream that they've had from the time that they're very young and he had that taken away from him because he had the balls to stand up for something that he believed in. And, you know, that's unfortunate. I hate him as a football player. Fuck Reno. Reno sucks. Uh, go rebels, you know, rebels. but, but I love Colin Kaepernick for his, um, for his politics. He's in our intro. He is. His voice is in our intro, but now, um, in the guy, you know, Eric Garner, remember Eric Garner, he's the, I can't breathe. The cops choked him out in front of a convenience yes. store. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that, that, that was filmed that got caught on tape. That's, that's yeah. pretty much the reason that that blew up is because there was a dude there that filmed it. And believe me, the NYPD knows that because this guy filmed it, that's why it blew up. Now, I mean, he's in, he's in jail right now and he's been in jail for a long time. Uh, I'm, I think they got him on a gun charge or something, whatever, illegal possession of a firearm, whatever the fuck that means. You know, I, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that they would set up. You know, I don't know the details of the case. I don't, I don't know shit. I think that most of those kinds of laws are, um, they are tactically used against minorities and people with the courage to speak out every day, you know? So just because you tell me the guy's a criminal doesn't mean he's a criminal. Um, but he's in jail. Hmm. The other one that comes to mind is um, oh geez, what was her what was her name? Amber something the the lady cop down in Texas that came home from the bar, walked in the wrong apartment, and shot the black guy that was in his own home. Oh and yeah, killed him. Yeah. I read that the title. I couldn't go into detail on that one. Yeah, there there was a dude that testified against her. I, I wish I had more of the details. You know, you'd think I'd be more prepared for my show, but uh, the dude that testified against her 
um, ended up getting getting killed in a quote unquote drug deal gone wrong one state over you know whatever state's fucking next to texas <laughs> I, I forget wherever where he where he went to but i guess he drove out of state and to go and th- this is what kills me he, they, he got supposedly so far as the story goes he got killed over some weed weed yeah most people don't i mean like even even in the fucking movies where we're you know we're propagandizing people about how scary drug drug cartels are and these people you know nobody gets killed over weed very rarely pineapple express maybe because it's pineapple express that's a funny ass movie man seth rogan rules love it um yeah no no it's fucking weed Mm. it's fucking you know what Bullshit. I call bullshit. Sounds to me like they drug his ass out there and executed him. Yeah. Allegedly. I, I don't know what I can and can't say. You know, they they want to send me a cease and desist going ahead, but I think that I think that he was fucking murdered um, by probably the police. And you know, you know what? In his, find his name. Can you can you find his name? Yeah. I know her name was like Amber Gunther or something like I, I don't I don't remember, but um, Jamie, look that up, would you? <laughs> Jamie, can you look that up? We need a Jamie. That's what we need. A Jamie is from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's podcast. His producers, Jamie's, and Jamie, look that up. But uh, anyways, you know the, it, he. We should we should have some pride in his memory that the police uh, had to put on a mask to kill him. You know he, the people that knew and loved him should be should be proud of him for that. He made he made such an impact that they actually they had to mask up to take him out. They couldn't do it in public like they could with with Michael Brown or or Eric Garner or you know anybody else. Fuck. There's so many. There's so many. You watch that. You watch that movie, The Thirteenth, on Netflix, and they get the. They show the. There's like a collage near the end of the movie of all the unarmed black people killed by police, and it's just hundreds of them. Amber. It's disgusting. Amber Geiger. Amber Geiger? Geiger. Yeah, she's the lady cop. Um. I I want to know. I want to know who the. Who with the name of the witness? Joshua Brown. His name was Joshua Brown. Here's a story. We the old Google machine is giving us CNN. Uh, three men. They indicted some people for his killing. Wow. There you go. Um. Yeah. They say it was a a robbery gone wrong. They say Brown had a gun, shootout. Yeah, th- I just, I don't know. This is, the source on this is the police department. You know. Yeah. It's, it's and that that's a common thread in in a lot of like, especially local news. Um, the 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 source on this uh, on these kinds of stories is generally the police departments themselves they write these press releases and then um reporters pick them up and run with them and 
you know, once in a while they'll, they'll go out there and interview somebody or they'll get a sound bite from somebody who sounds ridiculous and put that on TV and they string it all together to create a narrative. I, I, they know what they're doing. They know how they present these kinds of things. I, I don't buy it. But maybe that's just, maybe I'm a contrarian. Maybe I just, I don't know. Whatever. Guys come over to buy some weed and everybody's got guns and they end up in a shoot. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. Anyways. Um... So I, I mostly I wanted to stay away from this one, but now it made national news. How about our mayor? How about Carolyn Goodman? She's actually not our mayor. And we have like a like a like a town council or fucking however they do it. You have you have Henderson. I do. Is there a mayor in Henderson, or do they run it? Do they do it differently over there? We do it different. Yeah, it's just the same. Yeah. Whatever. She's just. She's a fucking wacko Karen. She's got the haircut to go with it. I Karen for governor. I just I just can't bring myself to give a shit. I just I just expect it. See, but again, again we have an example of like um a politician trying to channel Trump and it doesn't work for them. Like, Trump is like fucking Teflon, man. Nothing sticks to this guy. Nothing nothing slows him down. But any, a lot of these other politicians, they try to do the Trump thing here in America, and it just doesn't really work out as well for them. I don't really know why that is. You would think that it worked for the dickhead TV show guy. It would work for a polished politician. But no, it blows up. Maybe it's because they're trying to do it, do these things on local levels. You know, I, I, it doesn't have the same kind of punch as a national buzz. I don't know. It might. I don't know where we go from here. I, you know, I, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me what to do. As far as how we, um, how we take back control and and fix this. You know, I have some ideas. But um, some of those ideas, I'm not sure that I'm comfortable recording. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, things are getting bad, and some of these people scare me. There's been, there's whispers about second Civil War kind of shit. And, I mean, this pops up every now and again, but somehow it just feels a little more serious this time. It does. And for anybody that thinks it could never happen here, you're fucking out of your mind. It absolutely could happen here. And if war broke out here, we're a long way from help. Ain't nobody coming over here to intervene, except for maybe more rich oligarchs from around the world that think that they can just loot and plunder more of America before it all goes burning down. Hmm. Oh, this is this is depressing. I'm gonna finish my beer. I'm done. But you, you got anything more? No, I need a drink. Sounds good. We're gonna make drinks. Hopefully, we didn't bum you guys out too much. I mean, you know, it's hard to be funny in these times. But remember, orange man bad. That's the most important thing. Orange man bad.
Bye, guys. Bye.